talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we're back, Messy Christianity. Brent and Kevin, how are you guys? Doing well. Good, man. Awesome. I do think that there is a trend here. Yes. Every time we record, one of us is going to be, when I say one of us, I mean one of you, is going to be wearing a superhero, a DC, or a Marvel <laughs> shirt. It's usually Brent, but it today... It is usually Brent. It's me. Well, no, Brent, look. He's wearing a, a so Star Trek are. shirt. Look at that. Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah, Star Wars. Oh, same wow. thing, same difference. Yeah, you know how many people just turned us off because of your <laughs> lack of knowledge. It's, hey. I know. Whatever. <laughs> I know. Not everybody can be nerds. You know, some, some are hunters and some work around the house, so just saying. <laughs> I don't even know what all that meant. I, 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 I'm, the house. I, I'm the house worker. You know, yeah. I was shooting from the hip on that one, but I was yeah. impressed with myself on Maybe it. Both of us are. I don't know. I'm not. Some some ads. are hunter gatherers, and others just make the bets. And okay, so our topic today is whether yeah. or not you make your bed at home since you're going to sleep yeah. in it again that very night. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Uh, maybe we should talk. Hey, actually, that is a perfect segue. It always is bridges. Bridges. Should we burn bridges? Obviously, you're not talking about physically setting the bridge on fire, but relationally, should we burn bridges? And with that, how do we keep from being a bridge burner mm. when a relationship goes south? Because let's face it, every one of us has uh, has a wake of bodies in our past. Yeah. Relationships that just, for one reason or another, they didn't go right. You know, some something happened, uh, maybe our fault, maybe not, but the bridge oftentimes is burned. So let's talk about it. <clears throat> should yeah. we bri- should we bit br- burn bridges? Brent, go from a biblical perspective. Ah, see, I knew he was going there. Knew he was going there. Well, the Bible says that's okay. The Bible says, "No, thou shalt not bridge <laughs> burn. bridge burns burn down. Thou shalt not." Um, so, obviously, the answer, easy answer, to that is no. We should not burn bridges, but we have to remember that relationships always work at least two ways if it's between two people, and then you have a third party that's involved, and that's God, especially through Christ followers. So whether or not the other person is a Christ follower and I'm a Christ follower is part of the mm-hmm. scenario as well. Um, from that perspective, absolutely not. I, you know, the easy answer is no, we, we should not. It reminds me actually of a story that I heard years ago about John Paul Jones, John Paul <sighs> Jackson. <laughs> no, the, mm-hmm. the Pope. Smith. John oh. Pope John Paul the Third. Pope John Paul, yeah. <laughs> oh, the wow. Pope, yeah. Uh, John Paul Pope. Pope. <laughs> so, this is going to be a comedy one hundred and one. Glad we glad we can help with that. Yeah. Pope John Paul the Third, when he was assa- almost assassinated, when when the guy in the crowd shot him and put him in the hospital, and most folks around the world thought he was going to die, he he fully recovered. And the story goes that one day after his recovery, he went to the jail to have a conversation with this man. And the man sat across from the glass and was basically spewing venom back at him. And he's like, mm. why are you here? What do you want from me? And the Pope said, I'm here because I want you to know that I forgive you. Wow. And the response from the man was more venom, more hate. I, if I was across this glass, I would kill you right now. I don't care. I don't want your forgiveness. And then the Pope looks at him and said, I didn't do it for you. I did it for me. Hmm. Mic drop, Pope. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. So, Boom. you know, the idea of relationship, how much of the weight and responsibility of burning down bridges do we actually take on our own? Oh. It 
it's a forgiveness issue is really what the essence mm-hmm. of it is. Am yeah. I willing to forgive? And do I know how to forgive? And do I practice forgiving? The Bible talks about what we what happens if we don't practice forgiving and mm-hmm. talks about us judging. And if you judge, you will be judged by the same measure mm-hmm. and on and on and on. And Jesus talks about forgiveness. There's so much mm-hmm. dealing with this very subject. So you, know, you look at both sides of it. You, you got yourself as an individual that has to deal with it. And you had the person on the other side that has to deal with it. And mm-hmm. then bridges can be burned. They might not be burned. They may be partially burned. But And I think maybe we need to clarify what, what is meant by burning a bridge. A bridge is access, the ability to come across. So you've got a, you've got a gap or you've got a gulf. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get from one side to the other, the bridge is the means to, to getting there. So mm-hmm. in terms of relationships, a bridge would be we're giving people the opportunity to come back into relationship. Now, I think this is, I say tricky, that's probably not the right word, but this is difficult because some people are toxic, and mm-hmm. some relationships are toxic, and you don't want an open bridge. You don't want open borders here. Yeah. You, you, you want perhaps a limited bridge, and you can forgive, but it doesn't mean you're going to have them to your house for Thanksgiving, and, right. and that, that should not everybody shouldn't be allowed to come to the house for Thanksgiving. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, somebody would say, oh, Jesus says forgive 70 times 7. But but forgiveness doesn't it doesn't mean that you are void of boundaries. Mm-hmm. If a person, again, if, if a person's negative and toxic and, you know, every room they enter, they just blow it up, obviously, for the sake of your own health, the sake of your family, you're, you're going to make some limiting choices there. Does that right. make sense? Uh, yeah. And so... But I don't think that's the norm. I think normally what we're talking about is two friends have a, have a disagreement, an argument, and it's it's enough to get hurt feelings. And so you go, you know what? I'm never talking to them again, or I'm never um, I'm never going to like them again, or whatever. And and I think the concept of not burning a bridge means we don't hold that hard of a stand. Maybe we take a separation or a break for a period, but we leave the door open for reconciliation, which Granted, sometimes, depending on the offense, takes some time. Now, the question is, am I just uh, am I just reasoning out how I want to feel? Or is that actually biblical? Is that actually what Jesus talks about? And also, you're thinking through the process of leaving an open door. Many times we say, well, we're waiting the open doors for that other person to walk through. Right. How much of that responsibility mm-hmm. is that I need to be the one that walks through right. and, and starts, because I physically need to start repairing the bridge. Whether or not I carry the weight of the responsibility of the disagreement, the hard feelings, biblically, how much of that should should I do as far as repairing that bridge and then leaving it to them? See, I, for the, at the end of the day, it's a common conversation that I have with so many folks. At the end of the day, I want to be found guiltless before my Father in heaven. Good, good, yeah. And you can preach you can teach, you can say truth all day long, but if it's not done in love, it will not be received. And if it's not received, then there's no reconciliation, there's no repentance, there's no, there's no acknowledgement of God in, in the cir- circumstance. So if I share truth, and sometimes truth, truth is beautiful. So many times, God is love. God loves you. He has a purpose and a plan for your life, to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. There's so much scripturally that is beautiful about truth, but truth sometimes can be confrontational 
depending on the approach that it's given. It's hard words. And so when, I'm, when I give truth, but I don't do it in a love type of relationship, then it's on me, period. It's on me. But if I give truth and it's in love and I do my best not to burn the bridge, not to cause a fallout, not to uh, create issues here, then it's on the other person whether or not they receive it because I've done what I could in yeah. love and in, in honesty and humility in that situation. And I, I think that's part of the mm-hmm. dynamic of what we have to wrestle with. How much of that is on me? I just want to stand before my father clean, right. especially when it when I look back. Because now, now it happened yesterday, and I'm thinking about it today, and I'm thinking about it tomorrow. I'm thinking about it a week from now and a month from now, and it's still eating me up. How much of that is mm. my responsibility based on what happened? Mm. So go ahead, Terry. I'm just this topic. You know, when we first started, it, it, it was easy on the surface. I was for just me. thinking that, but man, it's it's. The, I'm just in here processing, and I'm 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 just thinking of how actually challenging this really is, um, because there's so many contexts. You know, if if you you framed it a minute ago, we're talking about two friends that had a parting of ways, and that that is one scenario. Um, I'm always cautious about somebody who's listening to this. You know, we listen with the ears that we have in the situation that we're in. Um, I've met people in the past that uh, by nature, they were just in an enablement type of situation. Yeah. Um, and so you know, my fear is that somebody hears this and, and maybe they've been in a bad relationship that has been over for four years, five years, 10 years. It ain't coming back, you know, and it's, so you're partially time to move on. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I, my fear is, we, you know, we don't want to extend that. Oh yeah, yeah. There's that sliver of hope. So it's not necessarily burning a bridge, but uh, yeah, sometimes there's just the moving on. So I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm processing all this. I'm thinking of that person. Then I'm also thinking about uh, people who are coming from the very extreme situations of abuse are this well, kind of faithfulness. Well, yeah, un- yeah. Unfaithfulness, but I mean, you know, even more extreme, but unfaithfulness is bad as well. So, I mean, and you said it, there's forgiveness and then there's trust. Those are kind of two different things. Um, it, it, it is possible to not burn that bridge and to still move on with your life. But for somebody that their, their personality is a holding on, holding on. I almost think mentally, sometimes we almost have to, in our mind at least, that, gosh, this goes against everything we've already said, but burn that bridge just so that you can have some freedom to breathe again. Um, I'm thinking if if I'm in a relationship and, you know, I'm I'm a – I've been married. I'm the woman. I've been married to somebody, and and that dad was – abused my children or whatever, there's – you know, that's a bridge that needs to be burned. You know, I'm not putting my kids back in that harm's way. So – I just took it to the tenth extreme level, but I, I'm just cautious about the person hearing this that goes, "Oh, I did it wrong." I did, I did. No, you know what? You did the best you could. Yeah. You you left that abuser, you know, and you took care and you mothered those kids and da- our fathered those kids. No, and always a, a mom. But anyway, I'm just sitting there. I just want to throw that caution to the wind there. But biblically, I, I agree with everything we said. Biblically, if we're talking about two friends. Um, we need to inspect ourselves and we need to see, you know, what it is in us and to keep that pathway communication open. Um, but I just wanted to throw that other out there just uh, in case there's that enabler yeah. that's listening. Well, I, or that I think that's such an important distinction, though, Kevin, because 
we do like hard and fast rules. Uh, we want we want a checklist to go. Okay, if A plus B equals C, then that's that's that. Then, but, but the reality is these are nuanced issues, yes. and it is not a black and white issue. It's not not even necessarily an either or issue. Yeah. It, which which goes back to the requirement for believers or the command to live by the Spirit, right? So we're daily living by the Spirit. And so we might have two relationships that have bridges in crisis. Mm-hmm. One, we, we react or <laughs> respond one way. But the other, we might do the totally opposite. But it's because they're different situations. And of course, you know, the details of those situations could be a number of things. But, but I think it takes wisdom. So for me, when I'm talking about burning bridges, my goal should be, I think it is, but it, if, if it's not, this is what I aspire for it to be. It should be to always leave a bridge open, but be wise in, in how open it is. Because some things I want to protect from, and then other things I just need to let go for my own heart's sake. Um, and it's a, it'll probably, but, but I want to love more than I don't love. Yeah. Make sense. Yeah. I want to err on the side of love. I guess the older I, yeah, grace, the older I get, the more I realize that, you know, people make mistakes. We do dumb things. Even us, maybe. Well, I made a mistake back in 82. (laughs) So I I guess I confess. There you went. Um, I was 12. Yeah. No, actually I was nine. Goodness. That tells you how old I am. You you were both older than me. I just wanted to publicly te- testing one two three. Oh just want to just want to declare yes <laughs> that we are older and yeah. wiser and wiser. <laughs> that's right. So you have more. Um, so can you think of a time where uh, you needed to reopen a bridge, and it was really a, a challenge, really a wrestling? I can think of numerous <laughs> examples along that line in the last, let's just say in the last 10 years or so since I've basically been a part of our gathering. And there there have been multiple instances where that's happened. But even as those relationships broke down, my goal even in that, internally I was even using the wording of not burning a bridge. I, I did not want to burn the bridge completely. Mm-hmm. It may be burned, it may be on fire, but I want to do everything I can to make sure that there is that open door of opportunity to be able to have conversation. And then through that, I do my very best to look at that person, even if we still have issues, to look at them eyeball to eyeball yeah. and and as honestly within my heart be able to look at them and say, I love you in the name of Jesus. But I really don't like you. Huh. <laughs> but Because honestly, isn't that, do you ever feel that? Um Maybe not that extreme, but I, maybe don't. I would, I would phrase it as I don't trust you. I love you with yeah. all of my heart, but yeah, I mean the, the trust. The trust is such a huge thing. I'm trying to just in my mind as I think about this, just some of the people that that there's been broken relationships with in my life, and I look at every one of them, and in my heart. I can think of instances where I have in my mind, in my heart as I'm praying, I have out loud in my quote-unquote prayer closet forgave them in the name of Jesus. And so I can think of instances where I walk, I walk into some, I walk into this person and I, I bump into them at the grocery store or, or you know, Chick-fil-A or the yeah. hospital or whatever, and I look at them eyeball to eyeball, mm-hmm. and I was like, I have nothing against you. 
I have nothing against you. I understand, and I'm not, I don't verbalize this out loud, but I understand that our relationship may never be BFFs. We would never be close again if we were ever close. And that's the design of things through yeah. relationships and building relationships and breaking relationships. But in the name of Jesus, I hold no grudges against you. I hold no animosity against you. I hold no unforgiveness against you. Mm-hmm. And in my heart of hearts, if I've offended you in any way, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can do in order to repair that bridge because mm-hmm. it is a it is a two-way streak. It is an open door. I want my door to be open so that I can walk through it and be met by the person on the other side. Yet mm-hmm. if they do not choose to open their side of the door, it's like the it's like the door in the hotel room where it's it's two doors in there in, in one and it's between the adjoining doors. Both doors have to be open for me yeah. to be able to walk through. Yeah. I have to open my door and they have to open their door. Yeah. And I have to live as a Christ follower with that open door. And that's not an open door of trusting the person. It's an open door of their child of God. And I offer forgiveness and I will in the name of Jesus do what I can to mend this relationship and to listen to their brokenness and pray with them and pray mm-hmm. God's blessings over their heart and their life. To me, that's a different subject of uh, versus are we going to be, become best friends again? Am I yeah. inviting them to the holidays and to the birthday parties and things of that nature? No, the relationship's not there. We're not in that type of relationship, but I can't hold mm-hmm. unforgiveness and animosity and hatred in my heart because that's a disease internally. Right. The Bible talks about that over and over again, and that's what eats me up alive. My animosity, hatred, unforgiveness, whatever you want to fill in the blank, to the other person doesn't hold, doesn't hurt them at all. Yeah, yeah. It, it hurts, hurts me. Sure. It adds stress to my life. Right. It takes years away from my life. It's a weight that is on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. The other person may not even know. Yeah. You know, isn't it amazing how much of our faith centers around? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be one of those aha duh moments, right? It centers around being right with God and being right with our brother. Sure. I mean that that obviously that's what Jesus said. Yeah, love God. You fulfill the law by doing these two things: love God, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. But but it's really true that relationships is where all of the effort has to come, and it's where all the work is. Mm-hmm. But it's also where all the sorrow is and where all the joy is. It comes through relationships. And so, when I think of um, well, not too long ago, I guess several months ago, I was in a store and I just for some reason I just decided, you know what, Lord, I'm going to give everybody a fresh start. So if I run into people, because, you know, we're in a small town, and if you pastor in a place for 15 years, 16 years, you're, you're going to have some bridges that have been stressed. I mean, right. it's just it's just the nature of the beast. And we, we really should talk about this before we, before we go on this podcast, that, that if you're in a ministry position, that's going to be the hardest yeah. part of ministry is knowing that there are bruised relationships, some you caused and some you didn't, and and knowing that 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 I, I like to call it a wake of bodies. I mean that that is the most. Would you agree that's the most painful part, or or a most painful part of ministry? Knowing the oh sure the the, the human cost of of just yeah. trying to lead. So I don't want to digress. So here's what I, did. I I said. You know what? I'm gonna give everybody a pass, starting now. So if I run into somebody, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna treat them as if we're good. I'm not gonna lie. But I'm going to give them. I'm, I'm, I'm going to extend though. gentleness and kindness yeah. and all that. And it wasn't five minutes before I ran into somebody. I think it was it was Lowe's. Ran into yeah. somebody who there was a there was a bruised relationship there, and you know it felt good. 
Yeah. It felt good not to hold on to the hurt because, frankly, I, I had been wronged. And, um, you know, but it was it was like, even though I could hold on to this, yeah. it's really better not to. <clears throat> and so I, I've tried to do that in, in as much as possible. And what I, But what I found is that is very freeing. Yeah. That is really, really freeing. We are so complicated, human beings. I mean, I mean, we really are. We're a baggage of emotions and past and baggage and, you know, and, and we're just a bundled mess sometimes. I, our whole yeah. thing is called messy Christianity because yeah. we're made up of messiness, you know. Um, so as we, especially as time goes on and you're talking about bridges from the past, the person that you you run into in Lowe's, um, the grocery store, whatever, it's that may be a totally different person than the person that you had the conflict with, you know, before. It oh, depends on the, so the length true. of time. And and we are different people um, than the person that had the conflict in the past. Um, yeah, well, I, we change, you know. I think that is the key point of um, of, of broken relationships when it comes to uh, for, for us as pastors, I think that <clears throat> we have to realize and and understand that we get the brunt of brokenness. We become the target of it. So, for instance, if uh, person X is having marriage issues, right. instead of dealing with that, they take it out on, you didn't call me, or you didn't do this, or you didn't do that. Right. There might be some validity to that, right. but... But what I'm saying is it, it it very likely is something else that you're just getting the wrath. Mm -hmm. And so part of me forgiving people is reminding myself that, and again, I, I'm not, I hope this doesn't come across I'm saying that I'm always right. Although I am, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, you know, we're all faulty. But, but in a situation like that, I try to remember, you know what? The, if there was hurt I didn't know about, or if there was something I couldn't control, I need to have compassion on that rather than be personally offended that you said something or or, or did something or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, the challenge is we don't always yeah. know that that's the case. I mean, um, and it's really awful when you go back later on. This just happened to me. Um, I found out that something was going on in their life, and it made perfect sense mm -hmm. why they were acting the way they were acting. Sure. And what I was thinking was. Had I known, I would have treated you much differently, right. and and I would have done a better job loving you. But I didn't know. Right. I mean, I could. You don't know what you don't know. Right. But still, I think that happens way more than we I recognize. Think it happens a lot. Yeah. Once again, we're bundled messes, and and this world is hard, and there's a lot of, I'd say, more challenges. <laughs> Not more challenges. The challenges have just gotten more complicated. But, I mean, the, the human heart conditions are the same as they've always been. But um, there's just more things to, I don't know, make it messier and yeah. show up more nowadays. So, um, I think it's easier to lash out at people because of social media. Oh, sure. Because we can do those uh, ghost posts or the, yeah. the non-pointed, but... But we're doing right. it because we want the person who we're talking to. What do they call that? Passive aggressive. Yeah. Um, Brent, you're you're thinking here. Can you clarify what you're, or or what I said was a jumbled mess? I know. So maybe you can straighten <laughs> me out there. Well, it's <laughs> it's nothing about straightening anybody out. It goes back to the heartbeat. 
so Jesus, actually Paul in Galatians 6, talks about the seeds that we plant and that as we walk about life, we're planting seeds constantly. And that we either pass, we either plant seeds of righteousness or seeds of selfishness. Seeds that produce good fruit or seeds that produce bad fruit. Seeds that uplift and build people up or seeds that build myself up and push others down. And it occurred to me yesterday that every decision in life, every moment that I speak, every second of every day, I am planting a seed. It's not that I have one seed in my hand in my left hand that's a bad, selfish seed, and one seed in my right hand that is a good, righteous seed, and I choose throughout the day where I'm going to sow which and what I'm going to do with it. Every decision is a seed because every decision has a consequence. Every conversation is a seed. It either points people to glory or it points them to myself or something negative or anything other than God. Mm -hmm. So all of life is these planting of seeds. The scripture is so clear about taking every thought captive. Why? Because it's another seed that is being planted inside of my mind, inside of my heart, inside of my body, and that outwardly portrays the truth of God or the truth of self Hmm. in that situation. So every conversation, we have to take our thoughts captive. We have to learn how to do this and point people to Jesus. All of our conversations, all of our life, even the mundane things, even the discussions about what groceries to buy with a, with a husband and wife trying to figure that out. We, am I going to buy the, the name brand or am I going to buy the generic stuff? What kind of medicine? What kind of car? Where, am I, where are we going fishing? Where are we going hunting? Where are we going skiing? Where are we going on vacation? Where are we yeah. going to send the kids to college? Where am I going to go eat? All of these decisions are these mundane, mundane decisions, and we think, well, they're no big deal. Every one of these decisions are seeds that we're planting. Hmm. So the, the, the essence of it's not whether or not we go to Zaxby's or Chick-fil-A. The essence of it is can I make that decision in combination with somebody else in love? Hmm. Because if I don't, then I'm planting a seed of selfishness, of unrighteousness that's going to be grown yeah. in, 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 into it's going to weeds. Yeah. And, it's, and it de- destroys relationships. Hmm. So if we can process that life through love is to edify and equip and encourage and build up and point people to Jesus. That's, that's the essence Mm -hmm. of all this. It doesn't change how the other person views me, but it totally radically miraculously changes the way that I view the world around me. How on earth can I start to cultivate a habit of praying for eyes to see the world the way that Jesus sees it, ears to hear the world the way that he sees it, and a heart to see the world and, or, or recognize the world the way that he, he does and not love people in the name of Jesus unconditionally? And hmm. unconditionally. That's, I, I mean, it's hard for our mind even to grasp that. We say Jesus does it and we're supposed to do it. Yeah, but... But those persons, they hurt me. They said bad things about me. I don't trust them. They stole from me. On and on and on. That does not negate my responsibility in Christ to look at them as a a child that God created for a love relationship with him. 
So that should affect the way that I view them and hear them and have a heartbeat for them. And it should affect the seed that I plant in communication. I, let me share a real quick scripture because I know we're running low on time. But my goodness, I, God spoke through this the other night. It's 2 Thessalonians 3. I'm just going to read two verses, 14 and 15. And he says, Paul says, take special note of anyone who does not obey our instructions in this letter. Do not associate with them in order that they may feel ashamed. Hmm. Now, how easy is it to look at that and and carry the weight of that as, I'm a Christ follower, you've hurt me, I'm going to let you know that what you did was hmm. wrong, and I'm going to come in and point fingers at you and tell you what you did wrong so that you will feel ashamed. That's what the Bible says. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says right here that you live such a lifestyle of being a Christ follower that the very essence of you walking in righteousness and holiness and purity and the light of God, that that very light within you causes the sin nature in that person to be ashamed. Yeah. has nothing to do with me pointing a finger because the very next verse says, yet do not regard them as an enemy, yeah. but to warn, them the right as a, to warn them as you would a fellow believer. But what, what we do in our culture, we've taught ourselves this, I have to defend myself, and we do. But we defend ourselves in truth, in love, not condemnation, not finger pointing, not accusing them. Hmm. And for those... Guys, let's be honest. Today's a new day. We cannot, you cannot change anything that's already happened this morning or anything in the past. It cannot be changed. The only hope is forgiveness and reconciliation when it comes to other individuals. Mm -hmm. But for the purity and holiness of our heart, it's taking these issues to Christ, asking forgiveness, and then choosing in this moment, I'm going to walk in purity and holiness from this point on. Yeah. And it is not going to be on me. I will do everything in my power according to the love relationship with God based on scripture to walk in holiness and purity so that my relationship with that other person is not because of my unforgiveness or unwillingness. It's because it takes two to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it takes two to make a thing go right, but I was thinking tango. I was too. Same tango as well. It takes two to me. So actually, Jesus dealt with this though. He said, bless those who persecute you. Pray for those Pray for your enemies. who are enemies, yeah. right? And over and over and over, he tells us, don't react with anger or with bitterness or with revenge to those who are perceived as enemies. And I think what he was doing there was as much for us as it was for them. I think he was saying, don't let your hearts grow hardened and bitter. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is pray blessing over those who don't deserve blessing. Mm. Because guess what? You don't deserve blessing. And uh, that's that's a tough one. I actually was going to offer that because we, we need to we need to start wrapping up. So let's give some practical. When I am when I feel something in me of relationally, you know, if I drive by somebody's house and I and I remember a hurt, or if I see somebody across the store or whatever and I remember some pain, my first response uh, I try to be anyways, is to pray, Lord, would you bless them? Because it's hard to be angry at somebody you're praying to be blessed. Mm. It's really hard. 
I just want to end with kind of going back to what I said earlier. I, I really did want to speak specifically to the listener who is hanging on with us here at the 30 minute mark that has been in an abusive type of situation. Um, a lot of what we're talking about here today is not talking about your situation. Yeah. Um, I do believe that you do need to uh, find forgiveness as hard as that is for me to even say out loud, not a revengeful thing, but you need to find forgiveness in your own heart for that person who hurt you deeply. And you need to find somebody to walk this road with you, whether that be counseling, a pastor, a good friend, uh, but you need somebody to walk this road with you. But I don't want somebody that's been in that situation to leave hearing all of this, feeling a guilt over their situation. Um, It's been horrible what's happened to you. um, And now healing needs to happen inside of you. Um, And then the other person I I once again want to speak to is the enabler who is hearing this, who is uh, going overboard with the, they're hearing this don't burn a bridge thing and they're just continuing to, latch on to something that's over. I mean, I, I, that sounds so blunt, but um, same thing. Seek healing in your own uh, in your own heart, in your own life. The forgiveness can be had, but you, you can forgive somebody and you can still move on and have a new day, as Brent just said, uh, a new life. So I, I'm talking relational here. Yeah. I'm not talking about friend, best friends, this kind of stuff. I'm talking, you know, that husband, wife, it's been over for 10 years. Anyway, I don't, I don't. I'm at thirty minute That's mark. We don't have enough. We don't have time to talk about all this. But I just, I don't want somebody to leave this feeling a guilt or a false hope about what we've just said. And I know that's a lot to throw in at the last minute. But anyway. well, that reminds me. You get the last word, Brent. But that that reminds me of the the woman who was hurt, and her husband ran off with somebody younger and better looking, and so she was having a very hard day. Very, very obviously so bad day. Sure. And she decides she's going to go to the beach and just kind of. Just sit sit there and just pout. She goes to the beach and she puts her feet in the sand and, and it comes up against something kind of hard. She goes, that's that's a little weird. So she does a little investigation, starts digging around, and it's a, it's a genie lamp. And so she's going, wow, I've never seen one of these. And so she says, I'll just see if it works. She, she rubs it and out comes a genie. Hmm. And she says, well, I didn't think you were real. I, this is incredible. Is what, Aladdin? He goes, no, I'm, I'm here and I'm going to give you three wishes. Anything you ask, but I can't make somebody fall in love with you. You know, the typical yeah. uh, thing. She says, uh, the, the genie says, I'm going to give you whatever you ask, but here's the caveat. Whatever I give you, i got to give your ex-husband twice as much. She goes, okay, I can deal with that. She goes, I want, uh, I want a Porsche. He goes, done. Parking lot, there it is. But just so you know, your husband now has two uh, in his garage. She goes, okay, I'm okay with that. She goes, I want... A million dollars. Done. Your bank account's got a million. Now he's got two million. She goes, oh, I'm, I'm okay with that. She goes, third wish, third wish. I know. I want you to beat me half to death. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> there we go. And with that, Brent, close it up. <laughs> Bring a Bible verse on that one. <laughs> well, yeah. I... I... I hope somebody laughed at that joke. They're not still listening. I will encourage all of us to live a lifestyle where we are constantly looking in our spiritual mirror, the Mm -hmm. way that we look at our physical mirrors at home or wherever we're at. When you're looking in that, 
ask, ask those tough questions. If you feel angst, anxiety, stress when you see somebody, look in that spiritual mirror and ask our Father in heaven, have I truly forgiven? Yeah. Yeah. Because if I've not, <coughs> reconciliation is not going to take place until I am able to forgive, whether that's a minor or a major problem as we perceive them. Forgiveness ha- is, is a starting point for rebuilding a bridge. Hmm. And the joke actually was for a point. I don't think that you can truly say you've forgiven until you no longer wish them harm. Mm. When you no longer wish them harm, perhaps forgiveness has taken place. With that, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.